As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and it's time to get romantic for Valentine's Day with Prime Videos. I want you back. Just got dumped. I want to break up with you. What? Oh, me too. I'm breaking up with you. He was the love of my life. Anne is the love of mine. But I'm not so sure that they're going to realize it, not with these shiny new people around. So what are we supposed to do? We have to break them up. That's crazy. We can't do that. How would we do that? Oh, baby, give me one more chance. I will seduce Anne's boyfriend. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ow. Look at you, good work. Yeah, man, I'm a psycho. You are somebody that a person could fall very deeply in love with. But it's more like slowly, over five or six months. Okay. Or like a year. Two years top. Do you realize the number's going up? Newly dumped 30-somethings Peter and Emma team up to sabotage their ex's new relationships and win them back for good. Written by the team of Isaac Apker and Elizabeth Berger and directed by Jason Orley, I Want You Back stars Charlie Day as Peter, Jenny Slate as Emma, Scott Eastwood as Noah, Gina Rodriguez as Anne, and features Manny Jacinto, Clark Bacco, and Pete Davidson. Now I Want You Back is not a new story, which also means that this movie is incredibly predictable. But with the comedy chops of Charlie Day and Jenny Slate, you get a fun, fresh take on the let's win our exes back trope. Scott Eastwood, a generic attractive person, plays a generic attractive person that you genuinely start to care about, while Manny Jacinto continues to be a wonderfully diverse bit player that earns his screen time. And if you don't recall who he is, he's best known as Jason Mendoza from The Good Place. Toss in a few twists and turns and get a pretty fun movie for 119 minutes. In a world where our theaters are overrun with big budget over-the-top action films, sometimes you want to sit under your heated blanket with a tasty beverage and know what to expect with some laughs thrown in. And this movie can totally give you all of that. Now, rom-coms aren't my go-to films, if you couldn't tell by my previous reviews, but every now and again, I love to toss one on knowing that the main characters will end up together by the time the credits roll. This movie was just satisfying. Now, it didn't blow the doors off by any means, but I also didn't find myself daydreaming or wanting to play games on my phone. It was just a fun ride from start to finish. This is a perfect movie for a relaxing night, a date night, a night where you just need a laugh, or when there's nothing else that you feel like watching. And since it's on Prime, Bob's your uncle, I give I Want You Back a B. It's warming up, so the toques are starting to come off. You better look good when you do, so go to the professionals and get it done right. The team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a trailer that was released just this past weekend. Universal Pictures has released the first full trailer for Jurassic World Dominion. 
show them something that wasn't an illusion. Something that was real. Something that they could see and touch. Creation is an act of sheer will. Life will find a way. Humans and dinosaurs can't coexist. They created an ecological disaster. Ellie Sattler. Alan Grant. You didn't come out all this way just to catch up now, did you? You coming or what? That's another plane, right? Not exactly. Don't, Don't move. Bigger. Why do they always have to go bigger? Jurassic World Dominion takes place four years after Isla Nublar has been destroyed. Dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most fearsome creatures. Jurassic World Dominion hits screens on June 10th of 2022. Over in casting news, Russell Crowe has signed on alongside Aaron Taylor Johnson for Sony's upcoming movie Craven the Hunter. Taylor Johnson will star as Craven the Hunter, a Spider-Man villain obsessed with killing and adding the world's most elusive targets to his growing collection. He also signed a multi-year deal to play the character. J.C. Chandor is directing the film from a screenplay by Art Markham, Matt Holloway, and Richard Wank. Story details are under wraps, which also means that Russell Crowe's character is also being kept quiet. Canadian actor Simu Liu has signed on to join Margot Robbie in the Barbie movie. Margot Robbie will be playing Barbie while Ryan Gosling plays Ken, and it's exactly not clear who Simu Liu will be playing in the movie as that is currently being kept under wraps. Meanwhile, Paramount has announced that Kingsley Ben-Adir has signed on to play the legendary reggae musician Bob Marley in an upcoming biopic. Renato Marcus Green will be directing the film with Ziggy Marley, Rita Marley, and Sadella Marley all producing on behalf of Tough Gong. Marley passed away from cancer at the age of 36 in 1981, but his music and overall vibe had changed the landscape of music as we know it. A new book titled Blood, Sweat, and Chrome, The Wild and True Story of Mad Max Fury Road by pop culture reporter Kyle Buchanan reveals that George Miller took almost two decades long to try to make Mad Max Fury Road. Throughout the decades of production, a number of actors came and went before we received Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron as Mad Max and Furiosa. The book goes on to explain that while casting The Five Wives, George Miller and casting director Ronna Kress actually met with Rihanna for a role. The book says, quote, Usually actors turn up dressed very casually, but boy, Rihanna looked spectacular when she walked in. I'm not sure she was even aware on the content of the movie, so she dressed up as Rihanna, which was the right thing to do. Also during this process, Eminem had established himself as a hip-hop superstar and showcased some acting talent in 8 Mile, which caught the attention of George Miller, saying, quote, he'd done 8 Mile and I found that really interesting. I thought, he's got that quality. We'd done the first happy feat with the late Britney Murphy and she had done 8 Mile, so I asked her what he was like and would this be something really interesting for him? She had no reservations about saying what a wonderful talent he is. The thought of Eminem playing Mad Max went on pretty far as apparently storyboard artist Mark Sexton was brought in to redraw a bunch of 
storyboards in 2007, putting cut and paste of blonde hair on Max. Miller added, quote, we did get in touch with them, thought that's as far as it went because we were going to shoot it in Australia at that point, and he simply didn't want to leave home. I think he had the impression that if he could do it out of his home state, then he'd be up for it. Shifting to the small screen, Fox has issued a script-to-series order for an end-of-watch TV series based on the 2012 movie from David Ayer. The original film starred Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena as two young L.A. police officers patrolling the mean streets of L.A. Just because I look like the dudes from Home Depot doesn't mean I do the shit the Home Depot dudes do. I would never profile you as a man who helped his wife with chores. Shut up. Dude, I'm your homie, okay? I would never, ever do that. Shot documentary style, End of Watch saw the duo getting in over their heads after meeting criminal forces greater than themselves. Fox has ordered two scripts for the End of Watch TV series and will then choose which one they like better and put the preferred version into production. Over at Shudder, it was announced that the horror anthology series Creepshow will be getting a fourth season. The series is a continuation of the franchise George A. Romero and Stephen King began in 1982 with the film Creepshow and the 1987 sequel Creepshow 2, and so far there have been 17 episodes of the show split into two separate stories. The series is executive produced by Greg Nicotero from The Walking Dead and has had a number of different guest stars over their multiple episodes. Amazon Prime has announced that they're coming out with a long-form series titled Blade Runner 2099 as a direct follow-up to Denis Villeneuve's Blade Runner 2049. Set 50 years after the 2017 sequel, this would mark the first live-action series set in the future world of replicants and titular cops on their trail. Blade Runner 2099 is a priority project for Amazon, meaning that they're fast-tracking scripts while studying the calendar for potential production start dates. Good news, everyone! We've got a very special delivery today! It was announced this past Last week that 20th Century Animation and Hulu are developing a revival of Futurama from Matt Groening and David X. Cohen. The series, which originally ran from 1999 to 2003 on Fox, returned with four direct-to-DVD movies several years later. Two seasons were then released after that on Fox before being cancelled again. Hulu has now ordered 20 new episodes of Futurama, which will go into production later this month for a 2023 premiere. It was also announced that the majority of the voice cast, which includes Billy West, Katie Seagal, Tress McNeil, Maurice LaMarche, Lauren Tom, Phil Lamar, and David Herman will all be back, while John DiMaggio, who voices Bender, is still in the midst of finalizing his deal to return. Now shut up and drag me to work! <laughs> Meanwhile, over at Disney, it seems the Beauty and the Beast prequel series that was in development has now been shelved. According to Deadline, the call was made not to proceed with the Beauty and the Beast prequel series due to creative reasons. The scripts for the series weren't coming together in the way the creative team were hoping, and the creation of the series' original music music was also falling behind. As a result of the delays, the shoot had already been pushed once before another push was an option due to talent availability and weather concerns. The series was expected to follow Luke Evans and Josh Gad's Gaston and LeFou and would have been set years before the events of the movie. Disney also announced that X-Men 97 will be a direct sequel to the X-Men animated series. This kid's crying. Do something. Series writers Eric and Julia Lewald appeared on Justin Underwood's YouTube channel and confirmed that the series will have 10 action-packed episodes and that it's eyeing a mid-2023 release. According to The Hollywood Reporter, actor Ray Stevenson is set to join the Star Wars universe with a leading role in Ahsoka, taking the role of a unnamed villain. It was elaborated that he would be playing an admiral, but specifically not Grand Admiral Thrawn. It is a pity our first encounter might, well, be our last. 
Ray Stevenson was featured previously in Star Wars Rebels, where he voiced the character Gar Saxon. Rosario Dawson is reprising her role of Ahsoka Tano in this series, which will also star Natasha Lou Bordizo as Sabine Wren, the Mandalorian warrior who starred in Star Wars Rebels, as well as Ivana Sakno and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Ahsoka will also see the return of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, and production is expected to start in April. Remember last week when I mentioned that Obi-Wan would be releasing sometime in May? Well, an official poster was released this past week, and it was announced that Obi-Wan Kenobi will debut exclusively on Disney Plus on May 25th. The series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where Obi-Wan Kenobi faced his greatest defeat. The downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who turned to the dark side as the evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. You were the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy the Sith, not join them! Well, this past weekend was the Super Bowl, and of course we got star-studded commercials to entertain us when the game wasn't. Some of the commercials that are highlights are the Planet Fitness ad featuring Lindsay Lohan, the return of Mike Myers playing Dr. Evil and his crew for a General Motors electric vehicles ad, as well as husband and wife Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost doing an ad for Amazon. Also released was a sizzle reel for the upcoming projects from DC, where we get our first clear look at a few characters such as Dr. Fate and Hawkman, alongside characters like the Flash and Black Adam. This past week also saw the release of the nominees for the 94th Academy Awards that will take place on March 27th. Netflix's The Power of the Dog received an impressive 12 nominations, including Best Picture, while Dennis Villeneuve's Dune received 10 nominations in total, but for some reason did not receive a Best Director nomination. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, can I tell you a secret about being an adult? We're all just pretending that we know what we're doing, and we're hoping that we don't screw it up. Thank you.